Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Anita Po Show and the Bitcoin for Fairness series. In this show, we talk about the role that Bitcoin plays in enabling economic empowerment for individuals and communities by providing fair and open access to a global financial network. My guest today is Daniel Simbaba, country manager for Yellowcard, the first Bitcoin and cryptocurrency exchange in Zambia. Joining us is Ndesanjo Matcha, a Bitcoin blogger and journalist. We're discussing the state of adoption in Zambia, how to buy Bitcoin with Quacha via Yellowcard, and the use of USDT and other stablecoins in the country. The day the recording was made was the second year anniversary of Yellowcard in Zambia and the sixth year anniversary of Yellowcard itself. As always, you can watch this interview on YouTube or in your podcast app. If you want to try something new, listen to it in a lightning-enabled podcast app like Breeze, the Sphinx Chat or the Fountain app. Thanks for supporting Bitcoin for Fairness. Go out to the Human Rights Foundation, which is uniting the world to stand against tyranny. Leden.io, financial services for hodlers of digital assets. And OKCoin, the globally licensed cryptocurrency exchange. Learn Bitcoin will teach you the why and how to use Bitcoin. Anita is one of the preeminent Bitcoin educators. Her book represents an invaluable contribution to the Bitcoin knowledge. Nick Carter, partner, Castle Island Ventures. Order your copy now at learnbitcoin.link. That's learnbitcoin.link. So hello, everyone. Uh, thank you, Daniel Simbawa, for inviting us to the offices of Yellowcard in Lusaka. Um, on the other side of myself uh, is Ndesa Macha. Ndesanjo. It's difficult for me, to yes. be honest, but it's a great, nice name. Um, and he's basically my main contact here. He's helping me a lot with setting all the appointments up. And you, Daniel, you were uh, so nice to visit the uh, University of Zambia event, like the Youth of Crypto event uh, last Saturday, where I was a speaker and you were also supposed to be one, but you couldn't come, but you visited the talk. And that's where we met. And now I thought it would be very interesting to visit you and talk with you because we also, of course, saw the big billboard um, that uh, Yellowcard <laughs> has paid for and, and does um, advertisement for your services. So, Daniel, welcome. Please introduce yourself to our viewers. Uh, my name is Daniel Smawas, uh, Nita Posh mentioned, and I'm a country manager of Yellowcard here in Zambia. And Yellowcard is a cryptocurrency exchange. Okay, so, and um, you, what did you do before? Initially, I was uh, with the Ministry of Finance, and I was investment analyst. So um, I've been working towards the crypto space for quite some time and researching. I did a thesis in uh, the adoption of cryptocurrency among us adult internet users in Zambia. And um, that intrigued me to understand the space much more uh, uh, broadly. And uh, from that, uh, I was engaged with a startup, uh, Yellowcard, and I got in touch with a few um, uh, teammates and participants around the continent 
that I normally work with and uh, I'm here now a country manager to operate and uh, scale up the business in Zambia. So I'm excited seeing how uh, the crypto space grows on the country. Okay, great. So you were just talking about uh, the adoption of cryptocurrency in Zambia. Uh, yeah. that you uh, was re were researching about that. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So my study was basically looking at six variables. Uh, first is awareness. Do people understand or know or heard about cryptocurrency? Uh, the second variable is propensity to purchase. Um, how does a participant operating in the space expect the value to be in a couple of years from now? Then uh, the other variables was ownership, uh, conviction, and... Uh, and as well as um, another variable, oh, knowledge, obviously. So um, we found that this, the study found that uh, cryptocurrency is moving in a demographic trend and mostly ages between 18 and 25, are the largest uh, adopters of cryptocurrency and they showed uh, highest level of awareness, high ownership and high conviction. So it's exciting that um, uh, the study was done among uh, uh, 153 uh, respondents. Mm -hmm. And uh, in terms of uh, perception as well, that's another variable I looked at. In terms of perception, uh, there was a high uh, negative perception, which was 80%. And uh, that showed that as much as people knew, uh, understood that cryptocurrency is obviously an innovative mm -hmm. uh, positive uh, to the financial system. They still believe the space has a lot to address in terms of uh, security, scams, and all that stuff. So I think uh, the adoption is going out smoothly, but there's a lot to learn uh, with users, policymakers, and uh, as well as the players such as ourselves and how well we can fit in with the traditional uh, uh, players in the financial sector. Mm -hmm. Desa, what is your uh, experience with cryptocurrency in the country and also with the adoption? Um, have you seen a rise in the last years? Can you tell us a little bit about that in your, from your experience? Yes, I think, I think what he says from his study is quite informative and that's what I've seen, about, especially about the age group. Older people tend to be a lot suspicious and younger people tend to be ready to explore. Um, and what he said about scams, that is, I find, I find that to be the greatest fear that people have. And whenever yeah. you talk about Bitcoin, the next thing will be fraud and scams. But we know that it's not Bitcoin, it's the people. It's, yes, it's, yes it's, it's the people. Like we say, land sales in Zambia, for example, is, there's a lot of scamming going on, but doesn't mean the sales of, of land is a scam in itself. It's the people themselves. The internet has a lot of pornography, child pornography, but the internet itself is neutral. It's the people. Yeah. It's, it's a reflection of who we are. So scams that we find in cryptocurrency, we also find in Forex. We find in many other spheres of life, there are scams. Um, but it will take time with education, with education, knowledge and perception for people to understand, no, Bitcoin is a currency, it's valid um, and it will grow. Yes. 
So um, tell us a little bit about the history of Yellow Card. I think actually I uh, interviewed one of the founders um, two years ago already um, when he's in South Africa. I'm, I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, how did it come that you opened a branch here in Zambia? Okay, uh, basically opening a branch. You have your own microphone. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, first of all, the space wasn't welcoming uh, a lot of users uh, because there was a company initially that was claiming to have been uh, in the crypto space and they'll be able to expose most of the clients to cryptocurrency. But that, that, uh, that company, what happened is that it wasn't, it was getting clients deposit, but really weren't actively, uh, didn't have the infrastructure to invest on behalf of their clients. So that became a problem. The central bank had to look up into uh, issues that uh, they were involved in, to what extent were they um, uh, operating, and it wasn't regulated space. So uh, we found out that uh, they were just scamming people, right? So um, mostly now uh, the, old, uh, the, the, the central bank issued a, a statement to making sure that users become a bit uh, careful uh, and they don't have to participate in most of these industries that obviously they don't have oversight with. Then uh, when Yellow Card came in, it became a bit difficult because um, the space had already been, uh, had right. the negative perception. So uh, we, we had to embark into a, a different approach where uh, we have to engage with regulators rather than looking at it from the point of um, let's be a profit making we had to embark into another strategy which is how can we uh, embed the traditional system or how can we work with regulators and another side of it is how can we educate through the yellow card academy we've been able to educate quite a number of people through the platform and we also have webinars that we normally do on a monthly basis uh, to be able to give as much information as possible to, to clients. So I feel um, now uh, we, we, we are comfortable to say that regulators have given us almost like a, a, an open door, but again, the things to address, like I earlier mentioned, right? Uh, things like policy formulation, uh, uh, what uh, threats and risks and net benefits uh, are coming with this. So that's uh, the answer that they're trying to address. But they've also established a sandbox in which they, they said, okay, yellow card, uh, we don't understand this, but through the sandbox, you'd be able to pilot your product and your business. So we're just waiting for them to answer us. And um, once we are uh, answered or they respond to us, we'll be ready to go. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Uh, are you a Bitcoin-only company, or, or uh, can I also buy other cryptocurrencies? So on our platform, we basically have uh, three cryptocurrencies available. And the first one is Bitcoin, the popular one, of course. Then we have USDT, which is a stable coin. And most people you'd, would prefer uh, who want to just have an exposure to the dollar, because USDT is practically a mirror to the dollar. Then we have uh, Ethereum as well on the, on, the, on the platform. So those are the three cryptocurrency. We're yet to bring other uh, uh, cryptocurrencies available, but for now we just have the three. So if someone is new into Bitcoin and is interested in using it or getting it in Zambia, 
Um, what are the ways to do it with yellow card? So uh, it's simple. Uh, yellow card um, has a promo promotion, which um, helps users that haven't really understood what the space is all about for uh, the practical side of education. Right? We, we they they can be able to redeem by signing up a fifty kwacha which is on their platform. So once they do their KYC and they submit all their compliance documents, they'll be able to now purchase cryptocurrency without 50 kwacha and familiarize themselves with their usage. And so, and how would they do that? Over their bank account or kiosks? How, how does it work? They go to the uh, App Store or Play Store. They can uh, search Yellow Card app and that will come. Then they'll be able to download and do the signing up and registration. Payment method now. How? Oh, the uh, payment yes, method. How, uh, how they deposit. Yes. So, in terms of deposit and withdraw, is um, they they can go to the bank account. They can deposit through the bank account, the 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 yellow card bank account. That's uh, the the bank transfer option. Then they can also use Spain. So Spain practically they can use the if they have an app using Spain and they have uh, quatches loaded on their Spain application they can be able to transfer that from their Spain application to their yellow card application. And uh, I understand you can go to a Spain agent uh, with cash. Yes. And, and load on your and load on your app. And then yeah. buy from yellow card. Yellow card, yes. So Spain is Spain a money mobile mobile money provider or what? Yes, it's a mobile money provider as well. Okay. I can go there with my cash if I have a Spain app, go to an agent, I can give cash and I get my they send the cash the, the quacha to you. To, no, to oh. your Spain wallet. To your Spain wallet. And with that, you can, you can deposit it in your yellow card wallet. Oh, okay. Interesting. Those are two options for deposit. Then for withdrawal, you can actually, it's amazing. We're just tr we're trying to also um, launch the mobile money. So we'll see how that works out in a couple of uh, weeks from now or months. But uh, there's an option of you depositing into your bank account or back into your Spain account. So there's mm -hmm. that option as well. Credit card, debit card? Currently, we haven't integrated any debit card or credit, credit card, card, but uh, uh, looking into the future, who should be able to do that. And your wallet, do you have a wallet or is it just a yellow card exchange account? It's basically a custodial wallet, right? So the people have the keys to their Bitcoin or not? I think yeah. if I'm buying, okay, I come to yellow card. Okay, I've done the Spain. Now I want to buy Bitcoin. Once I buy the Bitcoin, goes to my personal wallet or it remains in yellow card wallet, my yellow card wallet. Or I can send to my own wallet outside yellow card. Platform. Yes, of course. Yes. You can be able to send your bitcoins in the yellow card wallet to another wallet. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Okay, but the yellow card wallet is basically a custodial wallet. Yeah. yeah. So you okay. would mm -hmm. share your address and your Bitcoin address, your USDT address, then you can also receive uh, uh, the different cryptocurrency options that are there from other users from different platforms. And do you see a growth in the use of USDT? Yes. 
Uh, I feel um, many people start with USDT because of the fear that they have with the volatility that comes with Bitcoin and Ethereum. So um, I feel uh, most users prefer to start with USDT. So um, uh, we, I, I'm not sure of the numbers uh, per se, but I, I'm sure that Bitcoin, uh, no matter how volatile it is, there's a huge participation in that. Mm -hmm. But USDT is basically like it's a stable coin and yes. it, it, it holds its value compared to the US dollar, like yes. one to one. Yeah. And of course, for people who are new, they build to need to build trust first. And I think maybe if they see, okay, now I can handle a USDT in my wallet because yeah. it's also new for most people, yeah, true. then they might try out Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, true. Mm -hmm. yeah. I have a question. Um, so I'm a seller. I, I go to Yellow Card. I release. So it's not peer. To, I'm I'm releasing my Bitcoin to you, and then a person comes to buy from Yellow Card. Not me. I go there and say I want to sell, and I want people to pay me through bank transfer. Yes. It's not. Yes. Come come again. I'm okay. Sure. I so. come to Yellow Card. I release my Bitcoin to Yellow Card. Yes. Then somebody comes to Yellow Card to buy. So the question no, is, it's not peer-to-peer -peer like local bitcoins, for instance. You know no, what it's I'm? not peer-to-peer. -peer. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So, so you'll be able yes. to liquidate your bitcoins into Quacha and from your Quacha into bitcoins just instantly. Oh. Or if I have my bitcoin in Yellow Card wallet, yes, I can convert to Quacha and back. Back. Oh. Ah, that's interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah. because that, that goes fast, right? Yeah. Ah, okay, that's good because, um, for instance, if people would from abroad, if you have a family member living in the UK, for instance, yeah. who wants to send Bitcoin home, he could send it to the yellow card Bitcoin address. Yes. And the person here who has the yellow card wallet and the address, of course, yes. could immediately exchange it to Quacha and use yeah. it. Because yes. that's, that's one of the most, the most criticism, like the heavy, biggest criticism about Bitcoin. Yeah, but people need the, the local currency. How yeah. do they get it? Yeah. But they can get it in to, your app. Yeah. Okay. It makes it so easy. That's, wow. that's great. Yeah. yeah? That make, makes it really easy. It's a little mm -hmm. bit like the Chivo wallet in, in El Salvador, yeah. where you also can exchange to US dollars in the yeah. wallet. Yeah. So that's a, that's a good um, feature. Yeah. 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 I, I feel it's necessary because that's the way uh, uh, you make things convenient for the user. Yes. Uh, I feel uh, when you bring a lot of complexity where you match buyers and sellers, there's a lot of confusion, but uh, Yellow Card eliminates that and just operates as an exchange and makes it much more easier for users to be able to exchange at any time. So getting back a little bit to the general questions, what do you think, why is Bitcoin important for the people in Zambia? What, how can it help them? Bitcoin is important, uh, not just for Zambia, for many developing countries, of course. And I feel it's, we're going to leapfrog a lot of developments. And for us to do that, we have to uh, be able to see how the world is moving, how technology is pacing. Uh, and also understanding history is where we have to really, uh, uh, really get it right. 
once we understand history, we'll be able to know the nature and the evolution of uh, money and assets. Once we understand that, we'll be able to place ourselves and position ourselves on the global uh, 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 on the global market in a way that we haven't seen. But I know there are risks that come with it, but uh, the net benefit around uh, Bitcoin is still yet to be addressed. But uh, I, I feel there's a lot of uh, practical problems that can be uh, solved uh, with not just Bitcoin, but uh, even blockchain technology. There's lots of merits to it. So in, do you know how, in how many African countries Yellow Card is operating now? Yeah, right now we're operating in 15 African countries. Yet to grow, of course, but uh, yeah, right now we're in 15 African countries. Mm -hmm. Great. And are there other exchanges in Zambia? There are other Or exchanges. Possible but, to use. Yeah. Yes, uh, but currently we're the only exchange. Uh, that are present in Zambia, the rest of the physically present, the rest of the exchange are just available to many users through uh, uh, platforms and yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so the big ones that we all know, like OKCoin, for instance, or local bitcoins yeah. and yeah. all those, but you have an office here, people yes. can come here, ask yes. questions. Yeah. That's of course very good because we just, like an hour ago, I was uh, speaking with him and saying what I learned here is that people really need to build trust speaking yeah. in real life yes. together. Yeah. It's something yeah. different. Um, if you meet with someone, talk with him or her, explain things so people can build a little bit more trust than this abstract digital coin where there are these many scams. Yes, there are a lot of online free, free online educational courses, yes. but how do you find those, the good ones? Yeah. And and the bad ones. <laughs> and then and the bad ones, yeah. And how do you know to differentiate Shape that? Yeah. yeah. So you really need this uh, physical presence, yeah. Yeah, and we hope to be uh, part of the financial literacy program because uh, a few things that we we need to address with users is how are they able to identify uh, digital platforms legit digital platforms then also how what is the importance and how does digital kyc work because you find many users lose their money by sending over bitcoins to uh, platforms that don't even uh, do Exist. the kyc yeah. or any compliance processes so it's quite um, uh, difficult for users to really um, 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 understand whether the space has more, uh, uh, more prawns and cons because they're actually interacting with uh, something that isn't uh, the technology we're describing. Yeah. So how do we uh, tell a layman in um, maybe Mississippi mm -hmm. to be able to familiarize themselves and detect that, okay, this is not how it should operate, right? So Yellow Card should be able to uh, address that through financial literacy and the Yellow Card Academy does that so well. Mm. Yeah. What would you say to our listeners? Why do you think Bitcoin is important and why should they educate themselves about it? Why um, just uh, technology as a whole and innovation is important and why we um, many people in Zambia need to be at the forefront, not just Zambia, Africa need to be at the forefront of uh, different emerging technologies, is uh, technology has been the 
uh, largest determinant or gauge of uh, economic uh, uh, transformation or economic strength or economic uh, performance because it improve, improves productivity and it has uh, it solves uh, new, it comes up with new solutions. So um, I, I feel it's important for many users, uh, policymakers, and players to be open-minded to technology, embrace it, and see how it can best fit into uh, the, the the current uh, system, and and also look at the problems it's it's meant to address, without really uh, uh, putting it aside and. Uh, uh, having a negative view which wouldn't help us uh, achieve most of the uh, goals that we intend to achieve as an economy or as an African continent. Okay, so you would encourage people to go to the yellow card website, I guess, and yes. learn about everything you do. Yes, so go to the yellow card academy website and learn as much as possible so that you're able to uh, be familiar and conversant with uh, uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Okay, thank you very much, Daniel. Thanks for the invitation to your much. office. It was oh, very interesting. Sure. And thank you so much. I'm coming. curious about what the future will bring the next time I will come and you will have a huge office. Uh, yeah. I'll be very excited. Mobile money withdrawal yeah. system will be... In will place. be available by that time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That is going to be transformative, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. 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 Okay. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Great. Thank you. That's it. Thanks for joining. If you've enjoyed this interview, please subscribe to my newsletter at anita.link news and recommend it to your friends. A special thank you goes out to Human Rights Foundation, Ledin.io and OKCoin, the sponsors of Bitcoin for Fairness. See you soon at the Anita Post Show.